tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, shout out to Marissa hitting that right hey. part right there. What's going on everybody We are here live at After Buzz TV We are covering episode 2 Of Survivor's Remorse But before I get started Make sure you go to youtube.com Slash After Buzz Make sure you subscribe to the channel We are also on SoundCloud as well as on iTunes So make sure you show love We're going to be live So uh, if you have any questions, any comments Make sure you comment in the YouTube uh, section I am your host Jimmy V And of course we are all live on Twitter And Instagram You can find me at, at Be Your Own Dad But trust me I got my crew I'm squatted here So to my <laughs> left What's up? Hey what's up? You know it's me Your girl Trine Hit me up on Twitter And Instagram At your girl Trine <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody It's your girl Shaprentice Lynn You can find me on Twitter And Instagram At Shaprentice Lynn With two N's Okay. And of course, I am Gary Thomas. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Gary Thomas. And of course, I am Gary dot com. Of course. And if you guys are tuning in, you're in for a special episode because we get, we got the homie. We got the superstar, Cam Ooh. Calloway, a.k.a. <laughs> Jesse T. Usher. Let's give him a round, round of applause. Quick. What it is. <laughs> What's poppin'? Welcome to the show. Thank you for Thank joining you, us, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So this episode, of course, was called A Time to Punch. And my homie over here, he did get clocked in the eye at some point. <laughs> I'm not going to rush too much into the episode there. But of course, um, we see the episode start off with the house manager who as we know he takes care of supposed to take okay. care of everything okay. with the house he's supposed to make my man's life over here nice and easy but it sounds like he's coming for m- more than what he actually doesn't have right he was supposed to manage everything remember he's supposed to make he sure the butler's butt <laughs> it seems so far fetched the story was so outlandish and it was just like even to come to the point where he said I'll give you 3000 that's it I, yeah. I was just like I wouldn't give him yeah, like, <laughs> you better earn this. Like, go do your job and go get an, a loan somewhere from where you know anybody else. But exactly, this just was outlandish. So then, um, we find out the manager is having some type of issue. His mother is sick or something like mm-hmm. that, and he uh, freak approaches the Reggie for <laughs> like, some cash. <laughs> And at first, he does ask for 11000 Before we even get into that, how comfortable are you guys with giving away money? Like, hey, I need a loan. Can you help me out? It just really depends. If it's a family member, then yeah. But him, he just started the job. So yeah, right. why is he asking for 
that much money in the first uh-huh. place. Can I touch in real quick? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> See, that's like touching on the main topic of what the entire first season was about. You know what I mean? It was like the whole theme of Survivor's Remorse is now having all this money and having people who shouldn't be asking you for numbers mm-hmm. like that Damn coming right. up to you feeling like they can ask you because they think they know what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Todd works for us. He sees the house. He clearly sees us blowing money. I mean, even if he's only been there for a week, with the way these people live, like, he knows, like, okay, $11,000 is nothing to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's rich. how he's... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would find that in Uncle Julius's sock drawer. Like, yeah. let's right. be real. Come yeah. on. In quarters. So, right. you know, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, would Cam have told... What would Cam have told Cam would say, yeah. Cam probably no. would have said, yeah. Everybody I'm yes. not going to lie. Season one. Season one, Cam season, season, season one, Cam, for yeah. sure would have said yes. Yeah. Season two, Cam might have consulted with Reggie, but still would have been favoring the mm, yes. Because you're a grown-ass no. man, remember? <laughs> He's a grown man. <laughs> but, you know, they got that relationship now. They understand each other a little bit more. So, he would have consulted, I think. But, you know, that's why Reggie's there. So, he doesn't have to have that conversation no more yeah. anything yeah. comes up like that just goes to him yeah. Cam got other things to worry about now how do I ask this question like what made Cam turn from being a person who always wants to give out to now he's like nah nah um you know it was it's just like a learning experience he there's a lot of times where he might have just been like okay yeah I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it out yeah. but he also mm-hmm. knew that it wasn't necessarily like the best thing to do. Okay. You know, there's a lot of times in the first season that because Reggie was so stern on the other side of the spectrum, that Reg- I mean, Cam felt like he needed to just, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. step up and be his own man. Like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it anyways, you know? So it wasn't even so much that he was just too generous. Okay. It was the generosity plus the fact that he felt like Reggie was just being too controlling. So I- now that they have you know they've worked through a lot of stuff together Cam has seen some a lot of shit go wrong you know so he's like all right, I need to be better you know at this it's not just about giving people money okay you know so yeah but isn't that a common trait of of us as entertainers we want to put the hood on I don't quite honestly put the hood on like that I'm not not good for it like that you gotta have real talent but I see people who put the hood on it doesn't always even turn out right and I think that right. is a common theme amongst anybody in entertainment anymore that's true definitely true that's true I can say I saw a huge change in growth from Cam from episode 1 season 2 to episode 2 just with the whole coke thing he was telling his sister you know for charity I thought that was like oh look at that I don't know he might be a grown <laughs> man now <laughs> Cam continues to have some smug ways where it is about the upper hand because he is the money maker sometimes right. yeah. I feel like that's the, the, the traits he has and like the 50 cent is more than just the charity of course somebody's gonna go to charity but it's like let me control them a little bit because they're out of control sometimes yeah but if he doesn't do that then what do you think will happen though let's be honest with that group of people <laughs> yeah. if he does if somebody is not trying to like hold him down a little bit you 30 for 30 yeah, yeah. in a yeah. year mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's it's not somebody has to be in control of the family Reggie's not in the household so he can't really do it he could do it from a business standpoint which he did in the first I don't know if you guys remember but they put everybody on a salary you know what I mean all that kind of stuff that was like Reggie's doing (laughs) you know but within the household there's still so much that can go wrong Mm -hmm. like Cam has to be the one to do it he's the only I mean, there's Uncle Julius, but Cam is really no. The you cannot leave exactly. Uncle Julius. Exactly. Hell no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so now you see what I'm saying. So then, with the whole idea of having to pay fifty cents for a 
Ken of Coke is where the whole argument evolves to the the uh, uh, sister and Cam to get into a huge. It's at first verbal, and then she throws down with a huge um, Super Bowl. Ring. Somebody tell me, no, come that. at me, bro! I'm gonna come at you. Like we're at this point now. Yep, yep. So then that ends up happening. Cam gets socked in the eye. Um, she got lucky. Knocked being, the butt out. She got lucky that time because I was mid-sentence. You know what I mean? You know how you get hyped up in yourself. You be like, yeah, so you're not going to do nothing. You know, my eyes was down when she did it. Yeah. That's all that was. That's all that was. She got lucky. She timed it right. And then um, that's where they start to get the whole idea of we slipped on some coke. Mm. Um, but wait, wait. We, we started the this episode one. We said going to be honest. We're on this the new train of <laughs> the, the mission statement. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. The mission statement. The Kim Colloway brand. We're going to be honest. But as soon as the things hit the fan, we're lying again. Yeah, but wait, but again. did he deserve it? Do you guys think he deserved? Of course not. But like she so. said, he had it coming. So Violence don't approach the, the big sis. <laughs> However, you just said if he, she said come you, at you, me, you, you told me to. <laughs> you, you told me to. That was my uh, asking for. You told me to. So I just obliged to your request. So he deserved it. He told her to. He, deserved, he didn't deserve to be hit. He told her to. So they can't deserve it. If you control, you have control the situation. I don't know. I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. It, it should not have escalated to that. He should have handled it better, better from the beginning, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the way that he introduced the fact that everybody would have to be paying for it was very smuggish. You know, I didn't. You didn't uh, even tell them before him, like hey, exactly. He he he's sitting there in the kitchen just looking like yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, no way. <laughs> they gonna learn today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I felt like that. Okay, deserves like a li- that. You're gonna get a little bit of blowback from you know that kind of behavior. But to get punched in the eye, no, it ain't that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Especially Uncle Julius gave her the money for it. Like she <laughs> my man you had, had the cash for my it. man had quarters like he was he going to the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I got change. I got the change. Yeah, who really does have like changes in their pocket? Like I, I don't I have change in my pocket. Everybody <laughs> has an Uncle Julius. And everybody's exactly. Uncle Julius has changed it. Cause you can yeah. literally hear your Uncle Julius coming from miles away. <laughs> Like, hold on, baby. How would Jesse have handled it? Oh, well, handle what? The situation with a sister and this new fame and everything. Say, for example, when you first, the show first came out and it was craziness for you and your siblings are all wanting and you don't want to like help them. Be well, I, I, would have I have an older about. sister. Mm-hmm. She's just as bolsterous as Mary Charles. Like she's crazy. That's why they get along so well. Like those two. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like on the level that Cam's success came, and like you know what I mean. Like his his was on a whole nother level. We're talking a hundred million dollars. That's a lot. A lot of, of money. money. That's a lot. A lot of money. But also Cam's family was very. I don't want to say ignorant, but they kind of were. You know what I mean? In the sense, like, nobody knew what to do. Mm-hmm. I come from a, a background, like, my family, is a, my parents are very well educated, and they've, you know, they, they can handle it a lot better than Cam's family did. So it would never be what that was. But I don't know. Uh, 
I would more so trust my family more to like take care of themselves in a situation like that than Cam does. I don't I don't think we would crash and burn at all. As a matter of fact, I probably would just say like, look, there's a hundred million. Pops, you get a quarter. Moms, you get a quarter. Sis, you get a quarter. And, and let's make this a billion in five years. You know what I mean? It would have been yeah. more so like that. And speaking of the. Uh, family the mother uh she said you punched the money and i thought that was hilarious <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean thanks mom love to sheena arnold i she's love her she's, she's hilarious she's incredible yeah. i really feel like she's like that auntie or that mom that everybody wants like she throws down and she really steps in at the most like the part where she just started like cursing like right in front of the lawyer like i was not expecting that she's so crazy but i love her what are your uh thoughts on uh being able to work with her to be able to work with tashina yeah man i mean i've been i was born in 92 tashina was on tv when i was born you know what i mean like i watched her forever so now it's it's the Tashina you get on television is the Tashina you get in real yeah. life, mm-hmm. which I'm extremely excited about. You yeah. know, because sometimes you're like, all right, I really hope that she's that dope in person, and she really is. So to to be able to work with her mm-hmm. and for her to be the way that she is, you know, like in person, is uh, I don't know, it's, it's incredible. It's different. <laughs> it's different. You have to respect Tashina Arnold for her being Tashina Arnold, yeah. and then she's. Uh, Nurturing in some ways, she's very motherlike. Uh, you know, now that she's gotten a little bit older and she's been in the game for so long, she's just you know she's always there, like helping us just get a grasp of things. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and even if it's not so much as like being on set, it could be like us out doing events and stuff like that. And she's super real with it. I bet <laughs> we had like a yeah. whole conversation. We was in a group text earlier today talking about somebody that was talking shit on Twitter. <laughs> she was like, "Don't worry about these motherfuckers." It's like, oh shit. <laughs> It's like, Jesus. dang, mom. She was like, y'all want me to go off? We were like, nah, 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 nah. We good. Oh, <laughs> we good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Shout out to Shout, Shout out, out to Tashina Arnold. Arnold. She's yeah. amazing. Speaking, Man, of, cool. speaking of which, because this will probably come out if you saw the last episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think you were dope. What's that? Because, you know, when we start a show, you always want to see the people who are on the show. You go to their Instagram, their Twitters, and I was looking at your Instagram, much like, oh, I saw that. Who, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know who good. the hell is he? Like, I was happy like, you I, felt I, that I, way. <laughs> so I didn't think you were cool at all. Let me at, look, look, let me tell that's you, my man. Truth, though. When it comes to like social media and stuff, if I posted what makes me me on social media, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. Real, my, my mother has about my always. Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Look, but look, let me tell you though. Like my mom has always been the type of person to be like, you keep your personal shit. Personal. Personal. It's like private. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's things that you can put out for the world, and then there's things that you just can't. It doesn't mean that you can't do them. You just can't display mm-hmm. it like, you know what I mean? Just glorify it. Yeah. Putting something on social media, a lot of times, to a lot of people, just comes off as like glorification. That's right. You know, which is why you don't, like, I club all the time, but you're not about to see me just like, Porn shots and bottles and like all this crazy shit. I see you at Greystone. Don't act like you don't know me. You're not gonna see me. You're not gonna ever go to Greystone. (laughs) (laughs) You're Sunday. You're not gonna ever see me at Greystone. You remember me, right? Right. It's not that I'm gonna like run if I see a camera. I'm just not gonna be the one to be, you know. All yeah, over my social media and stuff, like look how many bottles we had. Exactly. You know, it's not necessary. There you go. There you go. Um, Which I think that kind of shows who Cam is and who you are as right. a person. 
I think Cam, he would be the one to, hey, oh, for sure. see me do this, all that stuff. So Yeah, yeah, Cam. he's grown. There's a couple of differences. All right, to uh, move along quick. So the real footage comes out, and Todd was the snitch. Todd, a.k.a. the house m- manager, because as we were speaking, Speaking of it, there's no other way the media would have been able to get a hold of that footage. And uh, <laughs> Reggie goes off. He goes <laughs> down. And oh, I, I was dying. I was dying. What? Hmm. What's one word you could say to describe Reggie? To describe Reggie? Reggie. <sighs> one word to describe Reggie? I don't know. Like a patriarch maybe a patriarch a patriarch like fatherly you That's know what i mean point. is that the same word mm-hmm. you would use to describe ron rico yeah ron, <laughs> R- ron rico is more fatherly than reggie is for sure like anytime we all together there's like this ongoing joke we be like oh shit daddy rico's coming <laughs> you know I mean? like because he just had like a, a newborn son uh, you know a year ago mm-hmm. and his wife is pregnant again you know i think his baby's gonna be born this week actually congratulations oh, to him. congratulations, congratulations yeah. to him. so rico is in like full daddy mode all the time like he spends his days golfing and fishing you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like after a long day like he's like i'm going straight to sleep like you don't want to go to dinner nah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like we all understand, you know, he's got to go back home and deal with a, a pregnant wife and a newborn yeah. baby. And then he's doing long days with us. So like we get it. But for sure, Rico is is a dad. <laughs> so you guys seem like a family on set. You have Mama Tashina yeah. and then Daddy Rico. Daddy Rico. <laughs> so how is it on set? <laughs> Daddy Rico. <laughs> oh, he's going to kill me for this. <laughs> we can get him to call in. Right. Uh, be funny. What time is it right now? That'd be cool. It's like 8, eight o'clock right now, mm-hmm. right? No, sleep. it's 11 no, o'clock in Atlanta. Yeah. Rico's sleep. He's, it's he's out cold. <laughs> So how's it working with Tashina Arnold and Ron Rico and Erica and Mike Epps and just the whole cast? How is it on set? You know, we we um we gel together almost instantly. Almost instantly. The casting process was long. So like a lot of people, you know, producers and then actors as well everybody had this desperation to just like want the show to actually come together and to work so that kind of bonded us like Rico was the first person to get cast they tried casting my character Cam first Mm -hmm. and they couldn't find me you know they couldn't find a Cam so they casted Rico and he was on hold for like months you know what I mean as they tried to find him and he was just basically panicking at that point you're like yo is this show gonna happen like you know he he talks about like how he had another role in the bag that he was supposed to film that he canceled in order to do survivors of morse and now oh, wow. two months later you're still not shooting you know what i mean like he started to lose his mind he's like yo i got my first baby on the way anyways so like, <laughs> anyways he he gets you know to the point where like now we're actually starting to find other characters and as soon as they casted erica he was like oh thank god you know what i mean and that kind of attitude you get from someone else automatically makes you feel a little more comfortable with them. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, I was going on these testings uh, mm-hmm. with Erica and Ron Rico, they were kind of just like, yo, 
you gotta be the man you know what I mean mm-hmm. like no matter what like you gotta be and they just installed all this confidence in me and we just kinda came together during the casting process Tashina they had booked you know on like in New York or whatever <laughs> they flew her in and we were already kinda we had this bond already so like she came in there and you know it's Tashina she can blend with anybody gotcha. so it kinda just worked out we all met Mike Epps at the table read Mike is like glue as well and then it just worked you know Tiana um, we I don't think I ever did a test with Tiana I didn't meet Tiana until we were in, until we were, uh, in Atlanta getting ready to the film but it's the same thing you know what I mean we all had this family already built it's like you're either going to be with us or you're going to be the outsider so like luckily we all came together and just worked and that's it's been the same way ever since and it's working yeah no it's oh, crazy yeah. <laughs> and so what were your you know your first thoughts when you found out you got the role you'd be auditioning oh, for man. it <laughs> I was relieved. I was ready to like finally sleep. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, I think I was going through that process for about four months. Four months. Four wow. months. Okay. Yeah. I um I did two reads for Kim Coleman. It was a casting director. She cast our show, and after that, I didn't hear nothing for like a month and a half. And then I got another call from Kim. She's like, "Hey, we want you to come in again and do another read for Survivors of Morris." You know, she's like, "You remember?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I remember." <laughs> so I went in and did another read for it, but it was like completely different. Like they had changed the whole vibe of the show, and uh, we kind of just worked it together for a long time. And then I didn't hear nothing for like another month. And then you know they were like, "All right, we want you to kind of go into stars and you know do some reads with some other characters, like that kind of thing." Yeah. And I went in there and there was like six or seven dudes reading for Cam, and I read with just Ron Rico at that time. Um, then I came back the next week and it was like seven or eight more dudes in there different guys reading for camp wow read with Ron Rico and Erica then I came back the next week for another test <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> so it was a lot it was of rough guys. it was rough yeah but you got it I got it look at that you got it you did that very happy about it yeah. well for anybody who's trying to you know enter into the acting feel you just heard it here straight from jesse it takes a lot of hard work and yes, it does. Uh, definitely don't uh give don't up give up don't wow. give up yeah because i know a lot of people who would just say like you know man i ain't going back in there, dude. they clearly don't like me you know what i mean if i've yeah. been auditioning for months that's not necessarily what it is it's just they had so many people with opinions you know what I mean? it's just yeah. like it's hard for everyone to come together they have a long list of producers and executive producers and then Damn. the directors and because we change directors every episode so it's you know it's it's crazy Oh. Well, I'm going to stick to hosting, all right? Yeah. Um, how about y'all? Well, I have a theater arts degree. I kind of thumb it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. So just to move this along, so um, we come to find out they turn the whole argument between the uh, cam as well as to the sister into this whole domestic violence issue, um, which I thought it was kind of unique, but at the same time interesting because you don't hear a lot about men being abused by women you always hear the opposite way and that's my that's where I've always kind of had a stand on it's like you yes there's more numbers in men you know beating women but it still happens women do beat men there's and it's not even so much as it's just physical there's a verbal and emotional abuse that women you know pose on men and so it's very there and it's it's prevalent and i commend you know this episode and what you guys did this episode and raising awareness for you did it in a funny way in a comical way but it's still it's still there it's still present still prevalent it's still you know happening 
So mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, no, and then, you know, usually when guys get beat, you always think, oh, they're P word with, that rhymes with wussy. <laughs> and that's what, what happened in the show. He's a P word. <laughs> right, P-word. you know that is. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, we, don't know, we, we don't always say that. We we say when he doesn't put his hands back on her, like we yeah. come in and like, listen, she was asking for yeah. that beat down, but you held yourself together and didn't hit her back. Right. So that's mostly what we get. Either you know he was soft, or you did a good job. You hit her back because you could have clocked her. You you could have. We see. I don't know. My man was jammed on the floor. But the couch, he was kind of yeah. He could have had a adrenaline rush. I got an older sister. Even if I do got a adrenaline rush, I'm gonna be like, mm, she swung the first time. Like I'm gonna just, yeah, no, I'm gonna chill. You know, sometimes you gotta know when to hold notes. it. Yeah. Exactly, That's mental right. notes. Exactly. In the interview part, when they were interviewing you guys, that was the most funniest oh. part because Mary Charles, she, she did so, so ready to squat up anytime. She did yeah. anytime. so good. Like, no, she she did good, but it was the same time like she didn't make any sense whatsoever. Like. <laughs> I was following her. Take your time. Wait for the Lord. Let him lead you, guide you. How'd you do work? I'm going to need you to use a little bit of discernment with this and tell me what God's trying to say to you, okay? She was like, oh, it's just a mystery. What is the mystery? What are we trying to do with God right now? You can't explain your personal relationship with God and what he tells you to do. Discernment. Judgment. What you think you're going, what positivity are you trying to come out of this? And then I loved that. As soon as the interview was over, she went zero to 100 quick and she flipped out on the radio host because I feel like the host was trying to flip the whole situation. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Of course. Yeah. She was provoking it. She yeah. was a like, you're a assailant and, you know, the victim. Yeah. <laughs> so she was so provoking it. Yeah. She I deserved feel- it. I feel like they always go after Mary Charles. Last season when the pastor oh, went after yeah. her. And every time, Cam always has her back, no matter what. You could even tell in the interview how he was just like, uh, yeah, no, my, that's my sis. Don't talk about her like that. You know, What I was trying to get across was like, you're going to die if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you don't know, man. Sis is from the streets. So she's going to get you. <laughs> Um, so as soon as that scene wraps up, um, we go to Cam dealing with the, um, I forget, I forget the catch's name, but the endorsement deal. Yeah. And then he said he's gonna cut the endorsement deal because he doesn't deal with anybody <laughs> who deals with domestic violence and the so mom they don't sell came hockey shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> exactly. But raggedy shoes at Dachin Bao. Right. Shoes that fall apart. We clearly seen those shoes are horrible. <laughs> they fixed it. I mean, they right. fixed the shoe though. They, last season. Yeah. In season they, one. They fixed <laughs> it in season one. You'll see a lot more of that you know later on in the season they'll start touching back on that topic a little bit okay yeah on a personal note would you had gone cam's way and be the number one man in china or gone with a known known brand as like nike um i would have gone cam's way it made much more sense business wise and money money wise too Mm -hmm. it was an extra what five mil no well was more money yeah it was it was 40 mil. I think Nike wanted to do 30, 30 and then yeah. uh, Came with 35. Under Armour was Under 35. Armour was 35. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't throw LeBron James shoes in there. It's his right. <laughs> I did the same thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Why not? Actually, speaking of that, being that 
uh, LeBron is one of the creators of this show. Have you seen him on set? Like, has he? Oh, yeah. Are we gonna see him on some future episodes? <laughs> What's up? You know, they they released like a little bit of a teaser. So, like at this point, it's not yeah. me giving anything away. Yeah, you will see LeBron in the show. There you he's, go. Yeah. Huh? I mean, excited. I don't I don't have the best thing to say about say about LeBron because I am from Cleveland. So sometimes oh, I am. Sometimes a little biased, but um, he's not a bad actor. He's actually you know fairly decent for you know an athlete. He really worked at being good in the movie that he was in so I'd be excited to see it I think uh, yeah I think you guys will like it (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say nothing (laughs) well I'm definitely looking forward to it I do wanna uh, touch upon quick they ended the episode on the uh, domestic violence Campaign yeah, where PSA. they had grown men crying. <laughs> um, I th- I thought that was pretty funny. What were your thoughts on it? So awkward. <laughs> I can't have all like the awkward things to say. Like cut, knock it off. Right. Like knock can't it off. The script. Like, it just made it more awkward. And Mary Charles so didn't want to do it. Just stop it. <laughs> so over it at that point. I thought it was funny. I didn't want to laugh at the men crying though. I kind of felt bad. Well, I mean, but it was still how, funny. When you see the last one, the guy's like, "Yeah, that is like, like I'm going to like, 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 stop. Like, he just topped it off. Like it had to be funny. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Like it reminded me of like you know some Saturday Night Live type of skit. Like yeah. I didn't. What I really wasn't expecting it, and I really like how the writers put that in there. Like. They could have, you know, put it under the sweep, you know, sweep it up under the rug, but they didn't, and they put a little fun on it. So I really like that. That's yeah. um, that's Michael Malley's doing. That's basically like the root of his genius. You know what I mean? He comes in, literally, he'll watch something on TV and go like, "This is ridiculous," and then he'd be like, "We have to put this in the show." You know, in some shape or form, and that's this second episode has a lot of that there's a lot of things especially like you know during the the radio interview a lot of times when something goes wrong and then you know as the person who is in trouble you have to kind of sit there and just take what the interview is going to give Mm -hmm. you know what's coming you know what I mean and you got to just deal with it in the best way you can and then you have these people who you know their job is just to like hound you about this stupid ass topic and you know you just have to deal with it you have to so that got in there and then the PSA he you know you see all the time as soon as like Michael Vick thing happened like the next day there was like all these you know like animal PSAs on about like NFL and the animals and this and that a bunch of NFL players who probably had no idea what the hell they were talking about (laughs) you know what I mean or like it, it happens all the time so it was like why shouldn't we put that kind of PSA in there and then help it resonate for people to realize that one these people don't give a damn about what they're talking about (laughs) so why are we forcing them to continue to do it you know what I mean if you really do something about it don't just pay a couple of athletes to say something and then play it during halftime that does nothing for the cause yeah right and that's you know that's the kind of stuff that like Michael Malley's really big on putting in the show it's like yo wake up yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. come on I think that is a perfect time now we can go into some predictions on what will come up for the season now so I can't wait to hear these <laughs> y'all predictions last time was pretty good yeah. can I just say that okay. I think my prediction finally came true this episode I've never gotten a prediction that quick before with Which Chin was, yeah. and Tashina and you she know, said she was looking for Tashina to get a I man I was looking for right. Tashina that's, to get a right. man right. you really watched that <laughs> episode like, <laughs> I did <laughs> 
Um, so. I would say my prediction, I'm going to stick with Uncle Julius. I'm going to go back to him. Um, he did kill a dog in this past <laughs> episode here. <laughs> He played it off just so yeah, he was a, he was real regular. Like, <laughs> he did so play it off very well. Um I think he keeps the uh, uh comical side, actually being that he is a comedian, so um I think he's just gonna keep that uh coming in episode three, so I'm looking forward to it. I found it kinda funny how they didn't even really suspect him to do it so I think that he's gonna get arrested this season like I really want to see that happen because I feel like it would be really funny and the family would flip out they wouldn't really know what to do you would see a scene of Uncle Julius like you know like I've been I'm a G I'm an OG like like, he (laughs) went down he wrote it down (laughs) what about you Gary I am waiting for Cam's heartbreak. All right, still relationship, relationship. I'm gonna be positive relationship, or so to speak. I don't really mean that, but yeah, you know, seeing him more in the the dating, you know, someone else because we only saw that very quick glimpse of that sex scene last, you know, time, and then we saw the little flirting. But we, I want to see like really the relationship side of balancing basketball and money and girls. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, anything you can give us a sneak peek? I don't know if you can kind of hint a sneak at peek? anything. Uh, in I'll just say in some way, all of your predictions are going to get touched on for sure. Oh, okay. okay. In like yeah. one way or another. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. If you if okay, there's a minute and a half, like a little sneak peek preview. Where Cam is giving that opening speech, talking about, you know, just like his family and new friends and new beginnings, all that kind of stuff. The clips that they cut to show basically everything y'all just talked oh. about. You and should I've watch it again. That, though, but you should I, watch it again I a little bit watch closer. It closer. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll There's do a that. lot of clues that in there. Sneaking a, a few things on us. Yeah. Well, uh, hey. Thank you once again for Absolutely. coming through yes. on the show. Was there any other questions you yes, guys might have? Yes, no. Had? We have, have to get in news okay. and gossip. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go first? Me? I don't want. I don't have news. I just want to know where you got I his jeans from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My news and gossip uh, is the fashion corner. <laughs> I think I got these from Zara. I'm pretty I sure. Love Zara. Thank I you like for helping a brother out. Zara. But now, news and gossip. So, Jesse, you're going to be in Independence Day, too. That's right. Yeah, we just wrapped up for like a week ago. A young Will Smith over here. (laughs) Oh, man, that was a crazy experience. Very crazy. So, tell us about it. How how did you get it? How do you feel about it? (laughs) Um, I I, I met a producer (laughs) named Harold Closer at the gym when I was training for the first season of Independence Day. Harold's a composer, and he's a business partner of Roland Emmerich, who did the first Independence Day. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the trainer also trains Harold, so he kind of made a little introduction for me, and then he told him, like, I'm training him for this show, Survivors and Morris. And, you know, he was like, Harold does, he named all these movies that Harold's done. And, you know, he's like, Harold, what do you have coming up? And Harold names a bunch of stuff, and then he kind of slides Independence Day in there. Yeah. And, like, as a joke, I'm like, yo, you should put me in that. And then uh, I left town, and I guess it kind of, I don't know. He felt the need to like talk about it with with Roland, and he was like, "I think I have a guy for the 
for Independence Day. And then he showed, you know, they watched the show. Yeah. I got back in Los Angeles. I had a meeting with them both. And then he was like, yo, this, uh, yeah, this might work out. So I'm glad we go t- to the so same gym. I'm flexing in there. Wait, what gym is that? <laughs> 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 it, wasn't, it wasn't that gym. <laughs> it, was a, it was a private gym. <laughs> it wasn't ah, that gotcha, gym. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we just, we just wrapped it up. I'm playing Dylan Hiller. He's the son of Stephen Hiller was Will Smith's character. And then, you know, Jasmine, of course, who was played by Vivica Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of like grew up this is exactly 20 years later from the first one came out the first one was 96 this was coming out in 2016 so the timeline is exactly the same years. It's but in a different universe you know what I mean yeah. so it's kind of like what the world would have been 20 years if we had an alien attack 20 years ago and then you know of course um, during the first film I think it was like 70% of the world got wiped out mm-hmm. so like things changed a lot just in terms of the way like how people are and how they treat each other and how they've reunited and um, Roland being a man of the world like really wanted to touch on that he feels like people should be more united than what they are so that's like a really big topic in the second film and you'll see a lot of that in the, uh, in the second film I think it's going to be great though I'm awesome. excited so make sure you check out 2016 Independence Day with just Jesse T. Usher yeah. here I just yeah. want to say with Jesse and Tiana and Michael B. Jordan this is right now the young black actors time I, mean, I think it's yeah. very it vital for us to jump on this and really you just use this to our advantage because we're right now shining you Absolutely. know and it's great yeah That's we right. have the attention and the respect that we've been working for for a very long time and mm-hmm. now the industry is starting to kind of like catch on a little bit you know what I mean like after Empire like really did his thing and now straight out of Compton is murdering oh, yeah, yeah. Love that. ain't no movies out right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straight out of see it again. shout out Jason Miller and Corey Hawkins you know, <laughs> yeah. <boys. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason Mitchell but yeah um, so you know right now is a, it's a good time to be a young black actor for sure that's what's yeah. up. Well, keep holding us down. Yes. All right. Shining. <laughs> and if I see you at Greystone. <laughs> no, you don't see me at Greystone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you might see me at One Oak. You ain't going to see me at Greystone. <laughs> One Oak is my spot. I, like the, the, I like One Oak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And I believe that is it for our show. Uh, yes. Once again, I want to thank Jesse T for joining in on us make sure you guys continue the conversation we are all on twitter and instagram jesse if you can shout out your tag real quick so the yeah, people can know uh, twitter the underscore jesse t instagram jesse t usher just flat out got you i'm your boy jimmy v at be your own dad on twitter and instagram your girl Trinae. you know where to find me at twitter and instagram at your girl Trinae. hit me up <laughs> you can find me on twitter and instagram at shaprentis lynn with two n's of course i am gary thomas on instagram and twitter and i am gary thomas.com and make sure you don't forget to tune in next week for episode three we're gonna still be here and we're gonna hold down episode three so catch you guys next week <laughs> i can't Squad. wait for y'all to see that from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> the guests here in are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.